0: hurlers back in action this weekend making the arduous journey to extra park on sunday afternoon uh, to take on the home side down there kevin sheehan with us to look ahead to it kevin i suppose we've had a bit of time maybe to digest and, and more, maybe more importantly get over uh, the last night out down in limerick a, a very disconsolate camp afterwards uh, you know very much still kind of taking responsibility for their own performance on the night what's your thoughts ahead of this one what can we expect
1: yeah, look, I, I think that Claire would be hugely disappointed. I look at, to be fair, since Brian Lawrence has come in, there's one thing Claire has, has always brought is a good bit of fight and um, tenacity. And I suppose, you know, the very basics of that was missing in Limerick um, on the Saturday evening. And I suppose that, that's that's the concern, you know, you know, picking up that, you know, another 100% because what, what was shown down in Limerick, you know, if, if we go down to Wexford with the same kind of, you know, work rate and, you um, you know, intensity. It should be the same result.
0: And immediate, since after the game that there was a very honest appraisal from Brian Lohan He said straight out, it just wasn't good enough. You, you know, you expect expect nothing else from Brian Lohan only to get it between the two eyes anywhere. But I suppose this will now be a test of his squad as to how they'll respond.
1: Yeah, and look, I I don't think there'd be any fear of that. You know, I said all you get from Brian is honesty, and you know the group kind of mirror him in in what they've done the last couple of years. So I'd I'd expect a you know a fairly heavy backlash, and I'm sure you know the the ground is hardening up, and that kind of suits some of our younger players. On, on top of that, the Fitzgibbon Cup now is finished up so Brian kind of ha- will have his full deck and I'd say they'll use the two weeks to, to get a, a lot of work under the belt and I'd expect a different a different player showing completely um, at the weekend.
0: And just on that, I was just going to ask, like we've been saying for quite a while now, it's only January, it's only February but you know, in a week's time you're just over a month out from Championship, so that talk has to stop at some stage. Do you expect this block of games to be where we'll see a significant increase?
1: Yeah, I think I think it has to be. Um, you know, very clearly once this league campaign was put down on paper, you know, not having to play Wexford and Galway in championship, you know, these are the two games where Brian can probably. Show his hand as much as he wants. Um, the Limerick and Cork game, I suppose you want to be learning and you want to be showing lads, but you really don't want to be showing the opposition everything you have either. So, yeah, I'd, I'd expect maybe you know a more settled team onto on to maybe towards championship and um, you know a bit more competition for places this week in training. We'll we'll ramp that up and I I'd expect you know us to be you know not quite there for championship, but definitely beginning to turn that on or to to start getting there.
0: We've seen other teams, maybe, and we saw it ourselves, in, in the flesh below Nimerick with Keane Lynch and you know, all those players rolled out. Kyle Hayes, we know those guys. Austin Gleeson has been coming off the bench for Waterford. Wexford have played what they had. Maybe, Clare, the last team to introduce the big guns back into the breach, we could see this this weekend.
1: Yeah, look at I I suppose you know, Paul Flanagan and Tony Kelly haven't been on the pitch yet. Maybe that's just extended break from, from Belier's run. You know, you'd probably like to see John Conlon getting getting some game time as in, in at number six and um yeah, you know, for for the likes of Colin Malone then as well you know, after his injury last year he's getting valuable minutes. So I'd expect a bit more, you know, a bit more weight around that, that panel. If, if Look at if they're fit and healthy. I don't think, as you said, a month out from Championship, they won't be taking any gambles on, on a 50-50 call. But it would be nice to start seeing kind of the, the bones of that team back on the pitch. And that will be a, a big help to the younger fellas too, where, you know, if they're, they're hurling beside Tony Kelly, hurling beside John Conlon, and they're learning from them on the pitch. That will be massive for some of these young lads that are that are putting up their hands
0: and I, and this is going to be a big learning experience for these lads as well like Wexford Park is a bit like Cusick Park in the sense that it almost has the trademark of that difficult place to go like you'll learn a lot about yourself in a place like that
1: you will and look at Galway Galway won there this year and I think they'd won eight in a row up to that and the last team to win down there was ourselves back in 2020 so it, it's a hard place to go and and win especially in the league and they'll look at their they fill that place out for every game they're you know they're a rapturous enough crowd they're, they're, they'll be very vocal and you know it's, it's a difficult place to go and you know Wexford themselves I suppose you know they they were poor enough against Galway. It, it held well in the first half, but got you know, it 10 wides going into half time and, and nine more added in the second half. So they fell away quite strongly in the second half against Galway. And, you know, the Westmead game, they pushed on at the end, but, they, you know, they, they weren't overly impressive in, in that 70 minutes of hurling either. So, you know, you probably have two teams that are, are probably lo- looking to learn stuff this weekend and, you know, that should, should lay out a good match.
0: Yeah, and I guess as well, from a purely practical perspective, if you pick up two points, it's obviously your second win of the campaign. Then you're looking at your last two games, thinking maybe another one or two points here might see us into a semi-final. And I know there's been a lot of talk about that. Do teams want to get there or not? But, you know, another competitive game and see how a semi-final goes. You know, thoughts will be thinking about it when you know this result. As to maybe how you'll approach those last two games, you know, if you lose against Wexford, you're saying, OK, maybe that that dream might be gone as such. I'm not saying it's a dream or anything, but that thought maybe. But then if you have your four points on the board, there's four more to play for and, and, and that will start coming into the thinking.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I suppose it—it it probably you know buries the Limerick uh, game quickly enough too. If we can go down there and get a result, you take a huge amount of positivity out of it. You know, back into probably another heavy block of training and into that Galway game, and you know the, the balls then back in Clare's court. As you said, whether they want to go flat out to you know try and get to that league semi-final. Or whether they, you know, they, they get a win down there. Maybe they, they target that Galway game, and maybe that Cork game is just a game for, you know, seeing seeing what your bench is like. Or you know, those fifty fifty calls, getting the ball lads on the pitch to see which one takes their opportunity. So I, I would say that these next two games are clear. That they'd, they'd you know, really going after two wins, and then the balls in their courts to set to see where where they go after that.
0: Where do you sit on this whole National League debate? Because it struck me talking to Brian Lohan before the league when we brought up about that whole conversation around it. And he kind of seemed to say that if you go back beyond last year, everybody references Waterford last year and winning the league and then kind of falling asunder after. But like Brian was saying, we'll go back before that. Look at Limerick winning leagues and continuing that on into championship. And kind of got the sense from him that there might be a, a touch of throwing the baby out with the bat water in a lot of the analysis of it.
1: Yeah, the, the league is. I suppose it's it's a it's a difficult one. I suppose you have county squads, and you know they're heavily in you know close contact to what's going on in the Sciban, and you're, they're down a lot of players that they'd probably like to see. So the being in the league is difficult in that regard, and then the the, the proximity of the championship is very very tight, and. You know i I think just there there's still a, a calendar issue. I, I just think that you know pushing if it's given to the to before Christmas and um you know tidying up some of these competitions that maybe don't don't matter as much would breed more life into the league. I think the league is hugely valuable. I think Brian on and every other manager, you know they find an awful lot about the league, and there's you know very competitive games in it. But I just think that, you know, as we say, we're we're about a month out from championship so we're kind of coming down the home straight and there's still a lot of games to be played and I, I just feel that, you know, if the if there was that kind of, you know, three weeks, a uh, month break between kind of the league semi final to to the first round of the championship, you'd see a lot more weight in the league. It's just that bit tight at, at the far end. Um, you know, Limerick Limerick have the squad, I suppose, to to take on both competitions. Um, it's probably stacked against Munster too, where you know you the five teams in Munster are so competitive. Any any weakness at all is exposed. You you have a bit more leeway in, in Leinster without being disrespectful. You you know there's a couple of teams there that probably wouldn't be at the standard of, of all five Munster teams. So you know, depending on on which province you're coming out of, there's probably more weight in the league. And I just think it's. It's dangerous for a monster team without, with the exception of Limerick, with their panel strength, to put too much into the league, especially coming the last round or so, coming into Championship.
0: Continuing our look ahead now to Clare versus Wexford on Sunday with our analyst Tommy Guilfoyle. Tommy, what are you expecting from this game? We were talking to Kevin Sheehan there a while ago on, on a similar note. Um, is this the weekend we might perhaps see things start to step up a notch?
2: I think I think uh, from a management point of view, Derek. I think you know they would expect a better performance um, than they got against Limerick. I think it was Brian Lohan didn't hide the fact that he he was disappointed with the performance and ultimately the defeat. But I think it was the manner, you know, where he stated that they weren't competitive or you know that. So I think they've had two weeks to to reflect on that. I think um, you know I do expect probably a stronger team to be put out. Maybe not as an e jerk reaction to losing to Limerick, but maybe use the game against the games against Wexford and Galway, uh, you know, to go to go that bit stronger. Whereas, you know, I think we have Cork in the last round, and I wouldn't think he'd be showing his hand there. Now, you know, I mean, who who he brings back? I think you know we all know who's missing: John Connellan, Tony Kelly, Ryan Taylor, Shane O'Donnell, Shane and You know, will we see some of those, or or indeed all of them? We'll have to wait and see, but you know, I, I think he'd be looking for a, an improved performance. And I think, you know, particularly in that middle third of the field, you know, I think Carl Malone, David McInerney, Dermot Ryan, Peter Doganine, Galvin, you know, I think he would have been expecting more of, of them against against Limerick. Will he go back? I suppose he has some of the conundrum uh, is gone away, I suppose, with the, the colleges. I suppose there's some guys still involved in freshers. So... I expect maybe to give Mark Rogers uh, a break. Uh, You know, he he was carrying an injury into that Fitzgibbon last week and just barely made it. So, yeah, lots to ponder on. Um, I I think, you know, Wexford will be on the rebound as well. They lost at home to Galway in the first match. As expected, beat Westmead handily enough above above, above in Westmead. So I think, you know, they'll want to be putting in a good performance against Clare, particularly at home. So I think while it's not the be-all and end-all. Uh, I think both managements will be looking for improved performances, which will, you know, which will, you know, turn out to be, I, I'd say, you know, a real tough uh, third round in the league.
0: Yeah, and I guess th- that's the conundrum for both sides. The, the result, maybe, from a supporter's point of view, will be important, but I, as you've touched on there, and I agree with you, I think more managements will be more worried about looking at what their players are doing.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's about performances, and I think, you know, the less day, I think, you know, um, you know, we would have probably expected, you know, more out of Cahal Malone and, and and Peter Duggan and you know those guys. And um, you know, I think that they'll be, you know, they were the guys that uh, you know that in that middle third, you know, that had the experience and the physicality, which I think we were lacking against Limerick. Now Wexford will pose different different questions on, on 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 Saturday. I think, you know, they're playing a more open, free-flowing game. I, I believe, you know, Lee Chin is out, I think, maybe for a couple of weeks. I think he only had returned. So, uh, you know, you know what to expect against Wexford. There'll be a, a big local crowd and they'll be demanding a performance. And, you know, I mean, Darry Egan is in his second year now. So, uh, you know, the Wexford supporters will be looking for progress. Um, but I think it's both managements, Darry Egan and Brian Lohan, will be looking about, I think, improved performances. Um how strong they will go will determine their intent on going out and winning the game. But look, no team manager goes out to lose the game. But I think, you know, whatever 15 starts, I think they'll be expecting a, a bigger, bigger uh, performance than we've got today.
0: If we go back to that Clare Limerick game, uh, for me anyway, it feels a little bit strange in that I don't think defensively Clare were all that exposed. Really, like the I th- the full back line probably did as much as they could. Is it is it a case of that Clare's ails came more from the middle third area rather than what we'll call the danger line?
2: Yeah, I think Derek. I mean, nine times out of ten, you know, off the corner, if the corner forward or the corner backs are getting are in trouble or being roasted, I think you know you must look further out the field. And I thought against Limerick. You know, I think Limerick walked the ball out of the defence, you know, where they strung together five, six, seven passes. Clare didn't put a hand on him. You know, released the guy then in the midfield who had five five seconds and five yards to look up and set up, you know, the likes of Shane O'Brien, Peter Casey and those guys. And, you know, that's very hard to defend against. So, I think, you know, work rate, intensity, physicality, it's probably something that, Forwards sometimes forget about, but I think uh, you know they would have been well reminded by the management that uh, you know the first line of defence starts at number fifteen. So I think a more workmanlike performance from the forwards, uh, you know, where it'll put pressure on the backs and you know allow those clearances and and to be to be you know to be definitely under pressure because if you don't, you know, the modern day forward you'll probably play two leads inside, they're fifty yards in front of it, and you know the cornerback is at the mercy of of of, of, of the, the ball he's getting. So I think he'll be looking for an improved performance from the forwards. That middle third, I suppose, is a conundrum, particularly with our half-back line. If it's drawn out too far, you leave space behind. But I think that starts with the forwards. So I think from 15 back, he'll be looking for, you know, an improved work rate, a higher intensity, and a bigger physicality, uh, you know, when we haven't the ball and when we have the ball. You know, he'll be expecting those to you know to put the scores on the board as well, but definitely I think the first line of defense always starts at number fifteen.
0: yeah, and I think that's something that people will be watching with great interest because when this game is over. We'll be staring down the barrel of the first week of March like and and up until now we've been kind of saying Asher look at let's don't get too hung up on it it's only January it's only February but like at the same time this now seems to almost be that kind of keystone weekend in where you want to see progress and something to encourage you as thoughts start to turn further down the road.
2: And I suppose maybe Derek you know I mean the fact that we were well beaten the last day you know will, will will provoke a natural reaction I think from the players not alone the management so yes um, time is moving on and as you said, you know, we'll be out of February uh, next week and we'll we'll be into March. We see, you know, the, the weather is milder, the evenings are longer and, you know, this Munster Championship comes around very quick. But I think it's the balancing act and it's not an easy one for management is to, you know, have steady improvement rather than peak too soon. So it's something that the management are probably having to manage at the moment. Um Probably the expectations of supporters probably are different than the expectations of the manager. But I think at the bottom line, it's all about performing. Uh, You know, putting in a performance that puts you in a position to win the game while not putting all your eggs in the one basket to go out to win the game. So there's a happy medium somewhere in between. Um, And and I think the management, as I said, you we'll be looking for an improved performance. The supporters will always look, you know, for that victory, and, you know, that's just the nature of the of the fan, but uh, I think, you know, all eyes will be on that Monster Championship, and it's a gradual build-up, albeit, you know, it's coming down the tracks uh, a lot quicker and a lot sooner now than, than maybe it was a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, big afternoon on Sunday for Clare. Syl and Tommy will be bringing you live commentary of that game down in Wexford Park from 2 o'clock. It's also a big weekend for the Clare Camogie side as they look to follow up on last weekend's brilliant win over Kilkenny. John Carmody takes his side to Parky Wren to meet a Cork outfit who will be most familiar to the banner after that epic double extra time Munster final showdown last year. Speaking after the win over Kilkenny, Carmody was confident that there's plenty more to come.
3: Yeah. yeah, very pleasing, Derek. Um, you know, great performance, great character, uh, huge work rate from the girls. Um, and, and believe it or not, uh, lots to improve on. You know, lots to improve on. But uh, we were playing a certain way. We're very happy. You know, we we'll go away, we'll analyse it now. Not look, look at we can't dwell on it. We're playing Cork next Saturday down in Park Arena. So. Uh, Alan Duggan's up there doing his job. We'll analyse the game during the week. There's uh, lots of mistakes to cut out, but all in all, hugely positive day for Clare Uh Particularly the start, Kilkenny got to the second half, reeled off, I think, five, six points with the point up. You'd think Kilkenny were going to push on, but it showed this year we emptied the bench and we got a huge impact from the bench. And, um, we actually, you know, you saw there, we pushed on and dominated the last 15 minutes of the game, which is very pleasing from our point of view.
0: And talking about pushing on, like, OK, there was an element of fortune about the goal, but the call was immediate then to build on top of it, which you did to, to get that, those four points up at the break. Well, that was it. The goal, the goal was
3: was fortunate, but I mean, if you're not shooting, you're not going to get these goals. I think we did leave one or two genuine goal chances behind us as well. So, um, yeah, the goal, obviously, you see the score, but the first goal is probably the key factor in the game. And, um you know, a four-point cushion at time. you'd think we were in a good position, but within five minutes that was wiped out. So um, what was most pleasing for me, as I said, was when, when Kilkenny went ahead, that we really dug in and, and ground out the result and stuck to our game plan. And, um, you know, very pleasing, uh, five or six debuts there today. Uh, Alicia Ryan was outstanding at wing back. You saw the impact from the bench. Uh, OK, Linda's very experienced, come on there, give us a lift. Great to see Orla Duggan back. Another huge lift, Amy Keaton back in the fold, um, set up the last score there. And great to see Jennifer Daly and Abby Walsh, uh, two up-and-coming players who have been instrumental in Scarborough Gunnar the last two years. And uh, they made their debut there today, and I think what a future they have for Clare, you know. Yeah. Belief, believe, John, you'll take an amount but it now
0: to Cork next week.
3: Ah we will like we we have great belief from last year, you know uh, we ended up in that relegation game but if you wanted value for money like <laughs> every game we played was in the went down to the last pu- the little, it did go down to the last puck of the ball, but that was what was most pleasing for me there today. Last year we went into, we might not have held out there, but today we held out and we held out comfortably and showed a bit of experience. Nivo D. Claire Hare there outstanding down the middle, Kira Grogan, you know, really good defending and um, all in all very positive. Yeah, look, I was asked last week, you know, you know, we're in this division and it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, but we have a great bunch of players there. They're, they're setting serious standards for future generations of Clare Camogie players. And we, we look for girls that want to come in, want to wear the Clare jersey, are prepared to do the hard work. It's easy to sit outside and say, I don't want to be part of it, but I can tell you what those girls are putting in. They're on a the par matching what the boys are doing for Brian Lohan. And uh, this is just the start of hopefully the awards here today. We've beaten Kilkenny in February, we want to be beating Kilkenny in July this year. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, Emer Kelly to come back in the fall later on. And uh, a few other few young players there, Leisha, Dan and Grace Carmody, that uh, were talked out there today. They're the next two or three ready to come in there and, and, and uh, straighten up the group. So we're in a good place. but we, we, we need to mind it and we need to work hard. It's building on last year. You had 13 yeah. of the 15 that played practically every game that last year out there. And that experience showed. And then you had the experience of Linda and Orla Duggan coming in. And, and the the the... the, the the boost that youth gives you as well so it, it, the difference is huge because um this win now will give us the confidence like we know from last year like we beat tipperary yeah uh you know we should have beaten Cork in the most of the final blow in Park parkourine we know that performance level is in the group and um you know we, we have developed the panel you saw there today so hopefully we can push on now and and, and see have another crack off Cork next saturday in the, in the second round of the league in parkourine
0: Clare manager John Carmody there. Well an outstanding display from joint captain Clare Hare was a huge part of the reason the banner overcame the All-Ireland champions last weekend but the Ina Kilnemona club woman says no one will be taking anything for granted in Parky
4: start of the second half was a bit hairy there we were against the wind and they were putting seemed to be had a few points on the trot there but to come back from that was really brilliant and it just shows the depth in the panel that we're building on this year you know we, we thought we had a brilliant you know we had a brilliant 115 117 last year but we really need to push on now and build on that panel
0: it probably shows the development and the maturity of the squad as well, that there was no panic, you know, can you get level to go ahead, but still nothing changed from what you were trying to do.
4: Yeah, you know, it's, if your heads go down in the first five minutes of the second half, it's a long second half until that final whistle. So it's just about getting reset again and um, trying to push on and work the ball out as best as you can.
0: I suppose as well, to start off, there's always that pressure valve of the first day. You don't know what you're going to get. So, you know, you can face a very positive week ahead now before heading to Cork.
4: Yeah, definitely. It's going to be definitely um, a lot of learnings coming from that and to push on to another excellent team like Cork um, and down to Cork as well in Parkyreen. You know, we'll feel a bit we've a bit of unfinished business below there after the Munster final last year, so definitely be um be keeping an eye on them as well.
0: And they'll be keeping an eye on you because this is a result that will obviously make the headlines that the All-Ireland champions being beaten, so I mean, you'll have to be braced as well for Cork to maybe go another
4: 10%. Yeah, do you know, that's what, that's what we want, like we want to be up there with the best of them and to have them thinking about us coming down the road, you know, that's only mean good things for us and good things for clear Camoggi.
0: And as we saw there, with the impact from the bench, training this week will probably be cutthroat because there's a lot of players there saying, well, you know, I did enough to not to be taken off here.
4: Definitely, yeah, do you know, it's going to be giving the management a headache for the week and, do you know, I'm sure they're only happy with that, like to have to be fighting about it, but there's definitely girls there um, that are putting their hands up for certain positions.
0: That is Claire Heher there. Throw in tomorrow for that one is at three o'clock. I we'll be keeping you posted on it right across the afternoon. Uh, more to come here on Sideline View. We're back shortly.